0: Hello, this is Deb from Deb's Data Dojo, part of the Calling All Beings podcast network. Today we have Tony, also known as Bottled Water. He is a retired U.S. Army Staff Sergeant, the host of the Bottled Water podcast on YouTube and occasional co-host on other podcasts. He has an interest in UFOs, cryptids, and the paranormal. He can often be found supporting other content creators and is appreciated for his kindness and candor in the community. Thank you and welcome.
1: Well, thank you. Yes, and I am actually a permanent host on Bobby's Cryptid Corner. I've been elevated to permanent host. so
0: That's very cool. Is that why you've kind of shifted content and not doing so much bottled water lately?
1: No, I'm actually working on a side project that I'm well, two side projects. So I, I haven't really announced either of these, so I guess I'll just do it now, right? I'm working on a documentary of UFOs in the state of Kansas. And it's it's probably gonna be like four or five parts that I'll do. And my other interest is uh, the paranormal, like ghosts and stuff like that. So I'm also trying to secure four or five sites to do ghost investigations, even though like, I take a lot of it with a grain of salt, like a huge grain of salt. I'm like, okay, sure. I'm going to sit here in a dark room and talk to myself for 20 minutes and play a recording back. But... I'm going to do four or five, maybe six investigations for that. And I'm going to release those once I've edited them all and put them all together and filmed all of it to where I'm satisfied that I have a quality product.
0: Okay. Well, I'm excited about that, especially um, the Kansas part. I think it's really interesting when we sit down and just kind of analyze things in a local area because you discover there's so much more going on than people mm-hmm. would realize because they're just very surface, like they're looking at things in a very surface way.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's really been eye-opening. One of the hardest things to do, and even today with all the news about UAP and everything, is just trying to get people to talk about it. Because they'll talk mm-hmm. about it like if I'm if I go to the bar or whatever and I'm just sitting there and I'm having drinks and somebody will start chatting. I'll kind of sort of nudge towards it. I'll be like, dude, did you see that crazy news? And they will be like, no, what? Like the Pentagon has this UFO program and mm-hmm. then kind of like lead into it like that off of, you know, current events and what's going on. They'll be like, really? I'm Like, oh yeah, it's this whole thing. And I try to not be like, yeah, this is like what I do. Like, this is like what I talk about, like most of the time. Right. Because it's kind of like two pronged, right? So when I was in the army, I went to recruiter school. And part of that is learning how to persuade a conversation into the way that you want it without talking about that thing initially. But that's where you want it to go and how to manipulate a conversation. And people are going to take that the wrong way because I just said persuade and manipulate. So they're going to be like, "So bottled waters out here, like manipulating and persuading people."
0: Well, I think everyone does that to some level. You know, everyone wants yes. people to kind of go in their direction or be on the same path with them. Mm-hmm. So don't feel bad. <laughs> and it just no, sounds—it like... <laughs> sounds bad. Yeah, there's... it just—it does, and but it's—it's yeah. it's, you know, it's a skill and you know manipulation sounds harsh but it also just kind of indicates intelligence so mm-hmm. there's the the other side the flip side of that and and if someone feels like they're being manipulated you haven't really been as successful with no, that. you issue. haven't
1: <laughs> you haven't and that's that's kind of the art of it with having a conversation like that especially with a total stranger and Getting them to talk about things that they wouldn't normally talk about and subjects they wouldn't normally talk about and how to segue into those things is kind of an art. It's, it's mm-hmm. not, there have been times where people have pulled back and been like, nah, I'm like, okay, maybe mm-hmm. I went a little too hard. Like, with this, I'll be person.
0: honest though, every time I've talked about this with people, like with the exception of my family that clearly thinks it's just funny that i'm interested in this there are other people who get really serious mm-hmm. like they this they, they show me videos that they've taken or you know they say you know you should be coming to my state and taking yeah. a look at what's going on so like the people you don't expect there's usually someone that has a story
1: yeah you never know how somebody's gonna react when you bring up the ufo topic Mm -hmm. and it's either going to be oh that's not real or it's going to be dude did you see this
0: Mm -hmm. and it's like
1: that's it like it's one side of the coin or other there's only Mm -hmm. two sides to it
0: right and you know honestly if you broaden it even further like there's going to be even more people jumping on board Uh, If you talk about the ghost aspect, just paranormal in general, you're going to get even more people saying, you know, I have a story.
1: (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And that's, that's all part of it. Like, that's why, that's why I'm a big fan of Skinwalker Ranch. Mm -hmm. Because it's not just UFOs. It's like everything that there could be. Like the, the entire world of the phenomenon is there and i think that's why it's such a good jumping point especially with the show because there's a show so people see it and they're like oh okay yeah i saw this on the history channel and i'm like oh thank god okay so let's dig deeper into this and talk about what you think about this and slowly people will open up and be like yeah man One night I was sleeping and there was nobody in the house and I heard a creaking noise and I really felt like somebody was inside the house with me. And then that's when you decide, okay, now I need to approach this a little bit differently. What made you feel that way? Why did you think there was somebody there? Was it, were you at the edge of falling asleep or did you just get into bed like there's a lot of questions you have to ask in order to get the answers that you're looking for
0: right sometimes <sighs> i like to keep it a little open-ended so that uh-huh. people don't try to give me an answer you know thinking that's what i want to hear um right sometimes i'll just say you know can you just describe for me what you saw you know and try to get mm-hmm. that information um but really there's just so much going on and I think that's why we end up with the re- amount of results that we have. Yeah. Um, and I, it's still an enigma that we're all trying to wrap our heads around. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so. yeah.
1: oh, it's so hard. Uh, a friend of mine who lives in Georgia, who I've known for about 12 years now, I went to his, I was, we were in the military together. And the first time I visited him in Georgia was. 2020 yeah 2020 when my mom died and i was like hey i'm coming up from florida i'm leaving on this day you are literally en route back to virginia do you mind if i stop by and he was like absolutely not stop by because we we've been close for a long time so he was like dude i haven't seen you in like a decade stop by so I went out there and we started talking about all this stuff. And we would normally have conversations about this stuff. And he was like, Yeah, so if you see something here, just ignore it. And I was like, What? And all throughout the night, we like, you would just see shadows moving out the corner of your eye. And I was like, dude, this place. And he's like, right? And I was like, okay.
0: I guess is what it is. is a strategy. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a strategy, but it, it doesn't really effectively make anything change. But it, it's a strategy. It is. Um, I'm sorry to hear about your mom, by the way. Um, uh, yeah. I wanted to ask you what brought you into all of this in the first place. What made you so passionate about the paranormal Mm -hmm. Um, made you want to work on cryptid work and UFO work, you know, what, what is it that drew you in?
1: So being a product of the eighties, I grew up at maybe X-Files came out in 90 or 91. I think it was 91 So I would be seven years old and that being like the big thing on TV, that's what we were watching in the house. So like I was watching X-Files when I was like seven or eight years old and I was like, whoa, this is crazy. So that kind of was like the first thing that drug me into it. I was always a huge like sci-fi horror movie television fan but i'm this is probably gonna reflect as like poorer parenting or something but i was five the first time i saw alien probably not a good age
0: i don't know i hear about little kids watching chucky that's not so bad there was like one really gory scene (laughs) An yeah, alien. Chucky
1: wasn't bad or no,
0: I mean an alien. I don't know, Chucky is probably too bad. <laughs> but I don't know.
1: But like I was I was always entrenched in the like sci-fi aspect of the mm-hmm. world. My older brother, who was uh well still is 12 years older than I am, religiously watched Star Trek The Next Generation. So every week I was by default, watching Star Trek The Next Generation and mm-hmm. just like, oh, yeah, aliens. Oh, yeah, this all makes sense. This is all. Why wouldn't it be real? And right. then I started reading books and stuff like that. And I got into the cryptids because of X-Files with their cryptid ep- episodes. And it just never stopped. I was always like, I have to know more.
0: OK, so I have to ask what do you think Bigfoot is?
1: I think the new like current idea is the most fun. That Bigfoot is a trans dimensional being that is here to fight the Grays. Like, oh, that's really fun.
0: Oh, I didn't I don't get think it's fighting, real. <laughs> the fighting the Grays part's new. I haven't heard that one before. Oh
1: yeah, yeah. There's actually a couple of movies that go over that. There's one It's called The Lost Coast Tapes. I think it's called The Lost Coast Tapes. I had to really search for it after the first time I watched it because it got pulled off of Netflix. And I think I had to get a subscription to see it again or something. But it's really well done. It's one of those lost, uh, what do they call it? Found footage films. But it's really good and it does this whole Bigfoot's here to protect us from aliens thing. And I started seeing more and more stuff about it probably after that movie came out. But it wasn't like a well-known movie. And I saw that and I was just like, yeah, that's cool. I don't think that's what it is, but I think that's really cool.
0: Yeah, I've heard the trans-dimensional often. And a lot of people say that Bigfoot will just kind of disappear in front of them or the tracks will go and then stop in the middle of a place yeah. as, if, as if he disappeared. Um, I personally think, you know, what does transdimensional mean? Does it mean using a portal and then going to an actual other dimension? Or does it mean using a portal and going to another planet? Like, you know, because mm-hmm. the, obviously they're implying other dimension with the word but portals does not guarantee that that's another dimension it's just a different way of transport right transporting beings whatever objects so i don't know i think that's still possible that portals could be used for both
1: well yeah and i think it's so if if you had a small population of great apes even in america North America and Canada, whatever, they could still be elusive enough with as little as we explore in that area. And then you could have misrepresented sightings of bears. People who don't, people who have never seen a bear, who see a bear walking on its hind legs, like grabbing at fruit or whatever, they could freak out and be like, oh my God, that's Bigfoot. I saw Bigfoot. It's not hard to misidentify things. Uh, I I remember the first time I saw a shark that was somewhere between ten to fourteen feet long. That blew my mind. I never saw a fish the size of a truck, so I was like, oh, "Wow!" Right. So and
0: it's that's, it's perspective. It's, the surface. Yeah, scratching I mean the surface.
1: It's perspective, it's who's viewing it, who's seeing it, uh, which is why I think when you look at video evidence, it's really important because the video doesn't lie like somebody who's never experienced something around, you know, that size. Like if somebody never saw a cougar before and then they see a cougar, all of a sudden it's 300 pounds and it's like this big massive thing and it's it's a hundred pound cougar because they don't get really big
0: it's really interesting though we accept evidence for things that we haven't seen with our own eyes other than a video for things like cougars and 300 foot long things like whales and things like that we, we accept that video evidence because the the stories about those creatures have been around so, so long and so consistently. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, a hun- definitely 100% other people have seen them personally with their eyes. But yeah. the same evidence for, say, a UAP or, you know, UFO, not treated that way.
1: No, it's not. And you know what? I saw a video today and it really blew my mind when I saw it. I saw a video today of a giant squid in a harbor in Japan and it was actually up at the surface alive moving and everything else and it was like giant squid in Japan and it was a legit giant squid. I remember 20 years ago 25 years ago where there was no footage of any living giant squids and it was all like do they exist, don't they exist, kind of. Like, they were cryptids. They were legit cryptids for the longest time. And now you have videos on Facebook that are legit real videos of giant squids floating around in harbors in Japan. And I'm like, how did we get to this point?
0: It it does make you wonder. I guess that might be the time frame, about 25 years for acceptance, maybe, right? Yeah, (laughs) Because... There's always going to be someone who's like, oh, no, they faked that video. (laughs) But generally, like, it's not that big a deal, Mm -hmm. you know, for people in in their mind to realize there's giant squid nail. Right. There's like a level of acceptance. And I just wonder about the psychology behind that. Why we can accept certain things, even though (sighs) we have not ourselves seen them Mm -hmm. and not certain other things.
1: Yeah. And. You know, it really makes the whole UAP, UFO thing. I'm not, I'm always going to call them UFOs because I hate when the government redefines something. Mm Because i worked for them for 11 years, 11 and a half years. And I was Mm -hmm. always like, why are we changing what it's called again? (laughs) And now with the new National Defense Authorization Act language, UAPs include underwater Mm -hmm. objects as well there's a little hyphen and they don't include it in the acronym and i saw that and i was like oh so they've redefined it once again because now they want to include all these other things and i'm just like you know at what point do people stop saying it's the chinese it's the russians Mm mm-hmm like, how much proof do you need?
0: Yeah, that's a tough one for me because I've been trying to provide it. Um, and I've read and provided uh, a lot of the FOIAs, you know, mm-hmm. I like scrounged around, put them together. Um, and I, w- I would think that would be enough. But people are still like, nope, <laughs> nope, 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 nope. And I think it has to do, like I said, with our psychology. It's so weird because people can accept, yeah, there's giant squid. Okay, we get it. Lots of people have seen them. Some people have filmed them. But Mm -hmm. the same courtesy cannot be applied to UFOs. There's a psychology there. Like, there's just a block.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it kind of reminds me of how, so, like, when I was younger, well, when I was young because I'm not young. But I remember how people who I used to fish with and stuff would just be like, they don't feel anything. They don't understand. Like, okay, cool. And then we found out that there are aquatic animals, not just mammals, but sharks, for instance, have a higher conscious functioning. So if a great white shark is killed by a pod of orcas, they found out all the great white sharks in the area disappear. They just, what happens is when a great white shark is killed, it releases a toxin into the water, which warns all the other sharks, all the other great whites to run. And they they run. And then we learned that tigers are capable of committing revenge acts they will hunt down a specific person who killed their cub or whatever and now we've also learned that elephants do the same thing so now i'm just sitting here like maybe nature's not as dumb as we think it is because they're not building houses and driving cars
0: I think sometimes we're the dumb ones for doing that to be honest. We what we've done to this planet and the way we live, we're not supposed to be like this. I I'm more and more convinced of that the longer I'm around, I just like we're not supposed to live like this. This is not how life is supposed to be. Yeah. Um I I mean I'm not saying that like the complete simple life is what we need either, but I just like I I watched a movie I don't even remember what it was where someone was like hopping dimensions and she said, oh, yeah, this is, oh, I think it was the Doctor Strange movie, the newer one. Mm-hmm. And she goes, well, yeah, this is one of those planets where that you don't have to pay for food. Yeah, And I'm like, yeah, it really is weird that we pay for food the way we do. Like you would mm-hmm. think that there's so much that we should just think, oh, we should just have that because that's yeah. what we need to survive, right? I don't know. The way we do, we do things is weird.
1: <laughs> it is. It's like, it's super weird. And I always bring up like the consciousness of animals and stuff like that, because people don't think about that when they talk about the UFO idea, because we have this superiority complex where we, and you see it a lot in scientists. Mm-hmm a lot in scientists where they're just like, no, there can't be another civilization out there that is doing this. They can't get to us. We don't know how those physics work. Okay, that's great. A tiger doesn't know how to build a V8. Does that mean V8s don't exist? Orangutans don't understand how an airplane works. Airplanes don't exist to orangutans. Mm -hmm. Just perspective you have to have perspective and these are the same people who are saying we're learning new stuff every day through our super collider in cern like okay so you're learning you're learning new stuff every day but you can't accept the fact that there might be a civilization out there that's millions of years more advanced than us and we've been sending radio signals out into space for 70 years, so they've traveled 70 light years. Somebody's going to run across it and go, what's going on over there?
0: Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things that don't make sense regarding this topic, but I will say what's interesting about this topic, about UFOs and the paranormal, is that it makes you really think about all these different things. It makes you look at the technology, which is probably why... It makes uh, the FBI and whatever uncomfortable that we do this. It uh, mm-hmm. makes us look at um, the psychology of humans. It makes us look at the you know the species on the planet, many of whom have not even been identified yet. Um, they, they still find new ones every year. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes us really wonder what is going on in our ocean. It makes us wonder what's going on in ourselves. you know there's so much that you know there's a lot of research that yes. This inspires
1: yes and that that brings me to one of the things i like to bring up which is we have 65 million years of unaccounted for history between when dinosaurs were wiped out and when we showed up and we've only been around for about one hundred eighty thousand years which is a blip mm-hmm. in how long earth has been around how long life has been on earth And because of our ego, we're just like, no, there was a bunch of dumb lizards who turned out to be birds, but there was a bunch of dumb lizards and then a giant asteroid hit the earth and then obviously nothing could live that was a higher functioning brain for Mm -hmm. clearly 65 million years. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, come on, look at Chernobyl. Chernobyl was abandoned how long ago? And it's a forest. Mm -hmm. And that's less than 100 years. What does 2 million years do? We don't need to go back 20 million or 30 million years. Let's go back 2 million years. If there was intelligent life on Earth 2 million years ago and it figured out a way to leave, we'd have no record of it.
0: Yeah, I actually think we might have more fossils for dinosaurs than we do for our potential ancestors.
1: We do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, much more different species, much more different, uh, you know, um, examples of that. And I think, was, what's the name? Lucy is the oldest hominid. And she's like 180,000 years. And all they have is a jawbone. Mm-hmm. But we have like a 90% complete Tyrannosaurus Rex.
0: More than one. And I think there's multiple. Right. <laughs> and you know, I, I know that you know it's it's a certain condition required to make fossils and all that, like, but you would still think that we would have at some point a greater understanding. And and what goes to our ego a little and what people forget is all of the technology that we have, all of the science, all of uh, the stuff that we're currently using to understand these mysteries is only mm-hmm. really came come about in about 100 years.
1: Yeah. And well, the printing press was what late 1800s. When did that happen? I don't know. It, it doesn't matter. But
0: I think it might have been a, a little bit earlier than that. But the was, point it the is, was it
1: the late seventeen hundreds? Was it? Might have been even
0: earlier. But the, the point, though, being of course that we didn't even figure that out how to make it easier for people to access writing um, until within the last century. And this planet's mm-hmm. uh, thir- what thirteen billion years old or something uh That's no printing. earth is
1: four three or four it's billion the years it's the million. universe is like thirteen or fourteen billion yeah. years yeah they just we're found just that little... they just found that galaxy that was like thirteen point eight billion years old in the new uh picture from the James Webb telescope
0: yeah we're just a little drop in the the whole big Dropping ocean right
1: and that's the crazy thing. You look at that picture and if you look at that picture and you're just not like everything in this picture is a galaxy. Not a star, a galaxy. And not go, oh, we're the only ones. Like if you if you see that and you're like, yeah, we're definitely the only ones. There's I don't even know if there's a word for the number of stars in the number of galaxies that are there to say yeah if
0: if if you had any doubt about that (laughs) that that scientists believe that there's other civilizations all you have to do is go look at seti Mm -hmm. because there are a massive number of people from nasa who work at seti Mm -hmm. and obviously they spent quite a lot of money making things to go to mars looking for life yeah
1: I'm ready for the trip to Europa. Yeah. I can't wait for that one. Let's send some drones down in the waters of Europa.
0: Yeah, I I would really like us to get more understanding of our own planet. You know, I I really would like us to get really into our ocean and really understand. There's things they don't get. Like there's um, Mm -hmm. some creature that leaves little hexagonal shapes on the bottom of the ocean. Mm-hmm. and they think it's been around for millions of years and they still don't know exactly what it is they only can speculate and honestly like there's so many weird looking things in our ocean that oh, look yeah. more alien than i could imagine for another planet mm-hmm. so i would i would kind of like us to spend some of that money just understanding ourselves um
1: yeah definitely i know there's uh they found sharks. In a underwater volcano, in the thermal vents, and I was like, the water's like 170 degrees, and they're just happily yeah. swimming through there. i was like,
0: yeah. what? They've also found other sharks in cold waters that live to be about 300 years old because they yes. have a slow down metabolism, which is fascinating. Like <laughs> 300. Oh, the Greenland
1: shark is is probably one of the most interesting animals especially in the marine life aside from the octopus because octopus are weird too but the greenland shark being such an ancient animal because we know they've existed for millions of years through teeth and all that stuff there's greenland sharks swimming around right now that are older than the united states and when you think about that you're like whoa and they're blind. And they just kind of bumble around. And you're like,
0: how are they
1: still alive?
0: You know, it gets me when I'm thinking about this. Is that we have all these creatures that we judge as being inferior to us that are going to outlast us. Mm-hmm. You know, even like everyone says the roach. The roach is going to outlast us. We always talk about how smart we are. But the way yeah. we are dealing with this planet, the way we deal with each other. The roach will outlast us with its itty bitty teeny tiny brain.
1: Well, that and there's the tortoise. Mm-hmm. They live, what, 150, 160 years if they're left alone. Right. Big, Like it's literally just a giant turtle that moves super slow and doesn't do anything. And they live twice as long as we do.
0: Yeah, I know we want to steal those secrets um, from these creatures on the planet and try to live longer. But I'm not just talking about an individual life. I think our whole civilization will not be outlasted by the roach.
1: <laughs> right. No, and one of the I think one of the biggest problems we have as a species, and I think this is what alien contact, like real disclosure, UFO lands, alien walks out of the ship and goes, hi, will completely dismantle is our ideal of a monetary system, a tax system like this. The real threat of this has nothing to do with, are we are, are we not alone in the universe? The real threat is the control goes away. Because if aliens show up, somebody's going to go, who do I owe taxes to? What am I paying taxes for? Because obviously there's a intergalactic society. Am I paying taxes to those aliens? No. Okay, so what am I paying? It will... That is... The threat, it comes back to the way the monetary situation works, because mm-hmm. on Earth with humans, we started off with the barter system. I'll give you this shell for that pointy stick or whatever, however it started. And it has compound to this point of where we believe that paper holds value that we trade for our time and then we trade for goods that other people spent their time trading for that paper for. But when you start looking at, like when they say the earth is $7 trillion in debt to who,
0: who do we owe that money to? What's funny is now it's, now it's not even paper. Now it's just numbers. It's all digital. yeah, there's, it's air. We work hard for air. And then, then we watch the air go from one spot to another and we don't actually physically hold anything. And I know that it is represented by other means. Um, mm-hmm. Actual substance and all that. I get that. But the truth is, the whole system is so bizarre to me. Um, I just think, what if instead of having to get something in return, we just help each other. Like, that's what our ancestors probably did. Back, bless you, by the way. Thank you. Back, back, far, far, far in the historic past. We probably (laughs) had no interest in getting anything out of someone else. We probably were just trying to keep the group alive. Yes. So, I mean, I guess that's over.
1: Sad. It's over... Up until we realize that we're not the only ones. Like if they, they, whoever they are, show up and they go, we have evolved beyond monetary issues or whatever we believe that they might evolve beyond. And they just go, hey, here's all the healthcare knowledge that we have. Here's all the things that we can cure. And by the way, it's just take it here's all this technology take it we'll help you as a society advance in steps so that because you never want to give like i guess the analogy would be like if we went to south america to a tribe that had never had contact with the outside world and said here's cell phones here's guns here's cars here's planes have fun but like took them on steps then you would have a different outcome than, oh here's all the stuff we have bye have a great time
0: for some reason i'm thinking of a movie i once saw where people were given guns and they didn't know how to use them so they were just carelessly flinging them around and they were just accidentally shooting each other um, and then I kind of the, the fifth element came into my mind where they were handed these really intense giant guns with all these reasons. little buttons. And the, one person's like, don't touch the button. And of course they didn't know, you know, like, I wonder what happens if we do it and they push the button and then they all get exploded. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know that this, another civilization would think about that, you know, or, or they are, and they don't want to do it. Um, I don't know. I don't I think it's hard for us to put human motives behind what another species. It's not even another civilization or another yeah. planet. It's it's another species. They don't have the human brain. Right. They, do.
1: they don't, but going back to what I said about tigers and elephants seeking revenge and not to bring up tigers again, but they will also hunt for sport which is something that you do not see very often in the animal kingdom lions will purposely uh, debilitize hyenas they will purposely like sever their spines so they can't use their hind legs and just they they won't kill them they'll just break their spines and leave them. That's intent.
0: Yeah, I think the problem I have with the comparison, and this is where I do do start to have some issues, is that all of our DNA in this on this planet is kind of the same group. Mm-hmm. But if if something is coming from another planet, and we haven't talked about the fact that you know this is, of course. A hypothesis and not everyone supports this one but if something is all together from a different planet that means the rules are may not be anything like ours at oh all. yeah
1: we have no idea like the environment that their species evolved out of right so they I, they could not have like any concept of revenge or hate or something like that, that might not even be in their vocabulary
0: yeah, they might not have the same DNA. They're like uh, the the thing that that makes me feel a little comforted by this, though, is that we all essentially have, would have had to have come from the same material mm-hmm. um, at some point. So th- there is a good chance that they will, in some way, actually be closely related to us. We, the way we can't fathom, just like not us specifically, but our planet's DNA system. Mm-hmm. Um, but we don't know. Like and then, and then I I just kind of th- have these, you know, thought experiments on that. We don't know. They might not have the same DNA. They might not have the, you know, the part of the brain that creates fear or the part of the brain that makes us feel empathetic or, you know, mm-hmm. they might have to use telepathy because they might not have vocal cords, you know, things like yeah, that. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. And there's uh there's a really good episode of Star Trek the next generation. Sorry, I keep hitting my mic. It's too close to my face. <laughs> um, I forget exactly the name of it, but the basically what happens is the Romulans, the Klingons, I think maybe the Cardassians, and the Federation. I'm geeking out big right now by naming all those. <laughs> But they all they all have this race to find this information. And what they find is a hologram from a race even more ancient than all of them combined Mm -hmm. that was alone in the universe and decided to seed the galaxy, the Milky Way with their genetic code. And it would adapt to whatever environmental situation it was in. And that that's actually the explanation for why all the aliens in Star Trek look like people, humans, with makeup on. Like that's how they did the explanation. A genius, genius episode and how they did that.
0: Well, and you know what? That's possible. I've, I know a lot of people talk about us like being hybrids and whatever, and it's like, is it really that we're hybrids or is it we just have ancestry, you know, that's in common? Like, and that does come from accounts of alleged bodies being examined and the DNA of the extraterrestrials being pretty much human DNA, mm-hmm. um, which again means it's the same DNA group, you know, right. that we have. Um, but then there's the other possibility that they were just here and evolved on our planet alongside us or before us and kind of moved into the oceans for whatever reason. I don't know.
1: Well, there's a little bit of a theory where one, a lot of organisms seem to alarmingly evolve into crabs, which is weird that that keeps happening but the that kind of brings in the multiverse or yeah the quantum string theory there's multiple realities laying over each other or these aliens could be humans from the future traveling back in time hopefully not trying to fix something because if they are they're messing up everything like the last couple of years like we had murder hornets and everything else like stop stop trying to fix whatever you're trying to fix
0: i don't know i feel like we were taught properly by back to the future (laughs) and not to not to create a paradox you know yeah so i feel like a
1: time paradox
0: right i do kind of wonder and i know it's not discussed as much about obvious theory about You know what would you send and it wouldn't be a biological entity it would be Mm -hmm. like an android or a robot so would an android or a robot care about messing with the time no i don't think they would i don't think they'd care
1: but only if it had the root programming who is it isaac asimov's uh three what were the three laws of robotics or three laws of artificial intelligence do no harm to people do no harm to people do no harm to people out of yeah, fear of I what they could do
0: yeah essentially that's what it is
1: <laughs> yeah by by so do no harm to person by no action of your own do no harm to somebody and do not allow any action of somebody else to do harm to someone. I think that's what it is, but
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah. Robots are
0: that. no, no robot currently really has those laws. Like people like that, that was a sci-fi writer's idea of what should mm. be there. There's no robot currently. I assure you that your, your Roomba does not care if it bumps into your foot.
1: <laughs> no, mine does it all the time. <laughs> Scares my dog doesn't care
0: right because it requires a level of consciousness in the first place like you Mm -hmm. you can't really stop accident like those robot cars how are they gonna convince them a hundred percent to not run into a person there's nothing like other than what's in the program
1: so there's there's an old thought experiment uh, it involves a trolley. And on there's a split in the rail. And if the trolley goes forward, it'll hit like four people tied to the rail. And they're all young people. But if you hit it over to go to the next rail, it'll hit somebody who's like a really horrible person. And... The thought experiment is how do you value one life over several, even though that life has done horrible things? So it's the same thing with, um, like, we'll just say Tesla, because they have the only self-driving cars. So how does a self-driving car determine if somebody slams on the brakes in front of it does it hit the car in front of it and potentially injure the person in the Tesla or the person in the car is going to hit? Or does it veer off to the right where there just happens to be a cafe and a bunch of people enjoying coffee? So how does it make that decision? What sacrifice does it decide to make?
0: Yeah, It's not going to have that. It's literally just going to be programmed to see shapes And if it's a cafeteria, it may not realize there's people on the other side of that wall. So um, I know that they're still working on all that, and no one's really ready to just accept robots on the road that way. I know they have some (laughs) experimental ones, but people are usually in them still. Um, So, yeah, I, I think you're really pretty far off from giving AI morality. So... Thankfully. I hear people say that grays are not living beings and you know i have heard that oh yeah i i don't know but then i also hear that they're biological (laughs) robots and i'm like well what's the difference between us and a biological robot aren't we biological (laughs) robots
1: ego yeah
0: i mean that's i've had this conversation (laughs) recently that's essentially what we are we're just kind of biological robots
1: We're the, I think the best description of humans is we are the culmination of trillions of cells with a singular purpose. And that is survive as long as possible, which includes eating and reproduce, make more of us.
0: It's funny you should say that because it sounds like a virus. When you say it that way, we're a virus.
1: Well, you could look at any life form and see it that way. That That's the innate nature of any life form.
0: I've heard stories, though. Some plants will actually sacrifice themselves for other plants to grow. Yeah, they will
1: it, exchange nutrients. So mm-hmm. trees will do it. Trees are... I know what you're talking about. They introduced a radioactive um, particle to a tree with a nutrient and found that it jumped from tree to tree because, I guess, through drought or whatever, the other trees needed it. And with that radioactive radioactive particle, they saw it move from tree to tree to tree to tree. tree.
0: Hmm. Trees know what's up.
1: They do, yes. Did you know that plants emit a ultrasonic sound wave when they are damaged
0: Mm, yeah i know they have they have said that they have feelings yes that they've done work on them having feelings i've actually learned about that a long time ago in very unusual circumstances i was uh in a class about um false memories and it was an anthropology class. And for whatever reason, even though most of us did a presentation related to false memories, this one guy came up and talked about how plants had feelings.
1: That would have been me in school. That would have been yeah. me in my, my bachelor's class, my bachelor's degree. I would have been right. just, I would have been like, did you guys know that plants have feelings? <laughs> and then I would have been like, how do you feel now vegans
0: and you know what he got an a <laughs> i don't get it but he got an a <laughs> oh
1: deservedly he deserved
0: it <laughs> i mean it was a it was a great paper just totally unrelated to the topic and i think oh, the yeah. teacher was just really chill and that was fine but um so speaking of you as younger you mm-hmm. when you were in the military did people talk about this at all? Did you ever have paranormal conversations with people?
1: Uh, my first three years in the military was in a experimental brigade. And we spent 19 months out in White Sands, New Mexico. And they struck the fear of God into us to never talk about anything that we said to each other or otherwise. So nobody talked about anything. The only thing we talked about were the pranks we pulled on
0: each other. It's funny because white sands is sort of like one of the first areas that made me raise my eyebrows. Because not only did they have UFO sightings around their balloon testing experiments, Mm -hmm. um, but they also brought people over from Germany for a paperclip, including... Um, A man named Lippish who created some very bizarre craft, including cigar-shaped craft and triangles. Um, And all of this is happening at White Sands. The possibility Mm -hmm. has crossed my mind that they at some point had a craft and then combined their super strange science with that technology, in some way, to make some of the things that we have now, mm-hmm. and and I do mean super strange because they were the people who did those things. Lipish created something called the Comet, which was basically a rocket-powered <laughs> craft long before we had the spaceships, right?
1: Yeah. Um,
0: and then White Sands was about where they started working on the rockets that would eventually take us to space. Um, so I just yeah, they, think White Sands is a fascinating area. It's, uh, if I remember correctly, we now have Lockheed over there. Um, mm-hmm. Los NASA's Alamos isn't very far away from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's a pretty interesting area. As a
1: matter of fact, so Alamogordo's right next to it, and there's an air force base. I think it's Holloman Air Force Base. Don't quote me on that. I just think it's Holloman. But there's a there's a road that goes to Alamogordo that will be shut down if they are launching something in white sands and you can't cross. It's the highway. And like the first time I went to Alamogordo, I was like, this is stupid. Everything's like 40 miles that way. Why is it? Why is this even here? Because I've been forty miles out that way, and I'll tell you, people people talk about Area Fifty One being like the place where all the weird stuff is. No, White Sands is ten times weirder than I've. Well, I've
0: we've seen got a lot of weird spots.
1: I've seen things out there. One that they. Out north, they have the Trinity site where the first Mm -hmm. nuclear bomb was detonated. So Mm -hmm. immediately, people don't want to go out there. Right. The whole area is almost the size of Rhode Island. So they can do whatever they want out there.
0: Yeah, I heard about how they were trying to do experiments with nuclear for terraforming at one point. Have you heard about about that? that? i don't doubt it yeah that's something the government thought of i you know every time i talk to people about the fact that the government spent untold amounts of money on the remote viewing program they're like well look at the other things the government has done (laughs) like of course you know yeah why not right it's just some really interesting experiments they are currently working on moving craft with our minds um, mm-hmm. That's been experimented on by DARPA and uh, a few other companies. It was, it was in the list
1: of uh, experiments in the ATIP FOIA by okay. McCain and uh, the other guy.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, I, there's, a, there's a connection to remote viewing and this topic for sure. Um, more than they're willing to admit. Um, I think it's really interesting that a lot of the things that we're striving to do matches up with things that we've been talking about for decades for Mm -hmm. UFOs.
1: If I didn't value my current comfort of life, I could point out on Google Maps in White Sands, New Mexico, where there are rocket in other launch sites that are not on Google Maps mm-hmm. because I've seen them because I've been next to them. Right. I've been there. I know they're there. Right. That place is not what they say it is. I've seen things dug into the mountains through scopes and high powered telescopes and stuff that you can't tell are there but i know they're there because i've seen them
0: right yeah i've also been told by someone in the military that we do things that are pretty nefarious that no one ever hears about kind of regularly like oh yeah and, and it's you know like i said it like ever since i've been told that and that was by someone who worked for dod um who by the way i have zero reason to doubt um, because he was my father um, you know it's just been kind of discomforting to you know to to yeah. have to believe everything that is told um, would I say that I think all UFOs are aliens absolutely not I think some of this stuff is our stuff especially some of the triangles mm-hmm In fact, I've already thought of a really easy way to create a triangle that hovers. It's just basically at each point you use propellers and the propellers are above the craft, so you can't see them. So, um, but I don't know. It might be just uh, something, you know, all of our our craft tend to be delta shaped or triangles. So I just wonder... I know that's not all of them in terms of some people have seen some crazy ones like football size ones or football Mm. field size ones to be correct. Um, But there's definitely a lot of stuff going on there.
1: Yeah. And then you you also have to take into account that all of our flight type technology relies off the same physics principle of push, like push pull.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and newton's third law with every action there's an equal and opposite reaction that's why jets fly that's why you know prop planes fly just that push-pull part not going to get into the aerodynamics of it but when we talk about ufos the things that they exhibit like the tic-tac for instance traveled was it 60 miles in a couple seconds I had a. I did the math like months ago, and it was like 180,000 miles an hour or Mach 108, something like that. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, we can't shoot weapons that fast without anything in it.
0: So why do you think they're getting to the point where they're being a little more honest about this? Because, I mean... It's been happening. The, the CIA actually released most of the FOIAs a long time ago. It just wasn't really acknowledged by the public. And like people uh-huh. are like discovering that now. Um, but they had actually released like 500 UFO FOIAs already. Yeah. Um, and obviously some of the other things have been out in the public sphere for a while. So why do you think things are stepping up the way they are now?
1: Because I can't hide it anymore. Okay. That's that's just, with when you look at things like the James Webb Space Telescope and what it can do, they have another space telescope going up in a couple of years that's going to do even more crazy stuff right. than the James Webb Telescope. There's way too many cameras out there. There's way too many people interested in it. So we, they, what happened is they hit the point to where they have to say, we need to control the narrative. Mm -hmm. So in order to do that, we have to have these senators come out, these representatives come out and say, we want to, we want to know what is going on. Is it the Russians? Is it the Chinese? The Chinese can't even determine where their space junk is going to land. But yeah, sure. They have, you know, craft that can travel Mach one hundred and ten and circumnavigate all of our systems on our F eighteen Super Hornets in two thousand four. Sure, I believe that the Russians can't even fight off the Ukrainians, but we're supposed to believe that they have this technology. No, we don't have that technology. We're playing. Yeah, no, I hate stupid to say this
0: too, like. We're supposed to have these enemies, right? But if we're going to be honest, the scientists in Russia have been talking to us about UFOs for a long time, and China invited us to an international conference, mm-hmm. um, and they've been getting—they've been hosting international UFO conferences for decades.
1: Yeah, because they want um, to know what it is.
0: Yeah, they want to know too, and they actually when. We weren't having conversations with Russia and China; they were joining forces together to work on it, and the CIA had to report that. It's in the FOIAs. Yeah. Um, you know. So <laughs> it's not theirs. Um, whether or not there's another country that someone's missing that has the money and the technology, I you know, I have a hard time with. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah, maybe Uganda's really like Wakanda. Yeah, just it know. could
0: be right? It could be, there is a city of Atlantis, who knows, but I will say that sometimes I think about Occam's razor and I know people misuse what it Occam's razors quote was all about, Mm -hmm. but I do think of it in terms of, it means, you know, the simplest explanation is probably the right explanation. And to me, the simplest explanation is either this is a species on our planet. Or it's a species from another planet. Like we do the same things that these beings are doing. So it's either our planet or another one, <laughs> you know. So
1: yeah, and, and you hit the nail on the head there. We do the same exact thing when we study like uh monkeys, chimpanzees, and gorillas and orangutans. We're their aliens. If you if mm-hmm. you look at it they see these creatures come in and act docile and everything and observe them and then disappear. And we know they're capable of language. So if they start talking to other tribes or troops, how do they respond to what the... Chimpanzees who have engaged humans are telling them.
0: Right. You know, it's funny because there's some humans, and I mentioned this also recently. There's some humans who will still still shoot arrows at other civilizations trying to get near them. You know, like yeah. they're still very much living a tribal lifestyle. They don't want to be messed with.
1: Mm-hmm. Um Sentinel Island.
0: And yeah, and what do we do? We leave them alone. And what do you think a visiting civilization would want to do knowing that we might shoot them if they yeah. go near us? Yeah. They'd probably be pretty hands-off for the most part. However, I think there are multiple civilizations involved here, and I don't think they all care <laughs> like the same way, and they no. all have their own intentions. They're not necessarily on the same page.
1: <laughs> no, I don't think they are, but I think... I think it's interesting when you look at stories like uh, a diver or somebody is swimming in the water and suddenly a whale comes up to them and puts their flipper against them or pushes them to the surface and won't leave them. And it takes them like 10 or 15 minutes to realize there's a shark there. Why does that whale, care that this person is in danger from that shark that's the question that's not being asked in that situation or why are dolphins so concerned with people's well-beings when there's sharks in the water
0: yeah there's like an innate bonding sometimes i think between mammals but You see across species, you see like dogs and birds that bond, you know, things Mm -hmm. like that too.
1: Birds are assholes. I think (gasps) they're just. (laughs)
0: They're not.
1: Birds are assholes. They're
0: not. They They just don't need our love because they love each other.
1: That there, so that would put that would elevate birds over the asshole category of cats.
0: <laughs> they don't need our love either, as long as they have each other. <laughs> and until
1: food. you don't feed, until you're a minute late feeding right. them,
0: if you don't feed them, they will let you know. But they, they don't really us, but it so like that
1: symbiotic relationship which is what we have with dogs and cats is what's fascinating when i see marine mammals intervening with humans Mm -hmm. in predatory marine life because i'm like well why do they care
0: Mm -hmm. they
1: they're obviously not out to go haha you can't eat they're not taunting the shark they're protecting us.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Why? Why is that instilled in them? Is it, like you said, is that part of that DNA connection? Is there mm-hmm. a separation between marine, like that reptile brain, and that higher functioning mammal brain that we just don't understand yet? Mm hmm. I've seen videos of tigers stopping leopards from attacking people in a big cat sanctuary. Right. So how does that even work?
0: I don't know, but I, I have a feeling that if what I'm hearing from experiencers is true, that if we're looking at a hominid civilization or one of many hominid civilizations, we're looking at something that's probably pretty closely related to us in some way and you know, maybe ancestors or whatever. And at least
1: genetically. Right.
0: Right. So they might care for that reason. Yeah. Right. So I, I'm thinking, um, I, you know, I've recently been reading about indigenous people um, and their experiences and the mayans say that they are not the ancestors of the star people but are in fact the star people so right. if they look just like us you know there, there could be some bonding you know like that we can't understand because they're not letting us know but yeah other people say that they come they've seen um all these different other human like species or coming to the planet, you know?
1: know. Yeah, it's it's hard to, and this it, like this is where it always travels into like speculation, and why I don't super like talking about like what they could be. I sometimes I'm like, oh, I'll have fun theories and I'll just blurt stuff out and be like, that's fun, but when I'm being serious about it, I just say, D- I don't know. I yeah. And I don't want to speculate on what they could be because they maybe the Greys are androids or maybe it's AI or maybe it's something that developed here before we did or maybe the universe is 14 billion years old and we have no idea what the hell we're doing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And there's... Like until something comes here and says this is who we are this is where mm-hmm. we come from all of it is speculation all
0: right the other one is uh valet thinks they could all just be some kind of projection like a holographic projection the
1: universe is a hologram
0: right so i, I actually, do
1: like that theory
0: yeah I mean it's possible but it's just another way of like conveying information that's a little safer and honestly if 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 you for instance are a species that might be struggling so you go to a planet that looks really tempting because it has a lot of water Mm. or it just has a lot of vegetation and things that you don't have it has a pretty reliable atmosphere and it's in a habitable zone right just the kind of thing we would do Would you go rushing out to try to get shot or would you try to protect yourself, you know, and hide in the clouds? Like, obviously, you're going to try to protect yourself if you're vulnerable. And and if you observe humans for like 10 days, you know that they're dangerous. Yeah. Well, I, I think if I just stood outside for 10 minutes, I could see someone starting a fight or doing something crazy.
1: Right. But the so the flip side to that is. Life on Earth in general is violent. Earth is a very violent planet. No matter what you look at, you have animals in even Florida. They they go up to a pool of water. They start drinking out of that. It's wild animals, not like dumbass dogs, not Pomeranians. But like real deer, real animals going up and drinking water, they're on high alert. Because they know there's alligators and American crocodiles in that water. Mm -hmm. So they're on high alert. They're ready to jump away. There's predators that do the same thing in Africa. Cheetahs, when they go up to the water, they know there's crocodiles in the water. So they're ready to get out of there. They need the water, but there's something in that water that needs them. And that's like why Earth is a very violent planet. Everything yep. is trying to eat everything.
0: That's true. Maybe I shouldn't blame humans. They probably could have just seen an alligator eat something and be like, oh, we really should be careful here.
1: <laughs> well, they could have seen an alligator eat an antelope and then a lion eat. Yes. A... They could have seen a cheetah, and then a honey badger beat up a lion, and then a bear. Who knows? Like everything, (sighs) everything on Earth is either a predator or prey. That is the natural way that this planet works.
0: Our pool of DNA, man, that's what it is. Our pool of DNA, and other other planets may just not have had to do that. They might have had very different issues. They might have been like evolution was easy for us, or whatever, or maybe they, you know, just came to a different point much faster. But I don't know. It's or- all very curious. I do wonder how um, we're going to finally get that information. Um, I'm always optimistic; it'll be sooner rather than later. I hope so. Yeah, and I I do have a couple possible scenarios and one definitely involves children Mm -hmm. uh hybrid children being messengers but we'll see we'll see what happens but in the meantime i have two very important questions that i have to ask you of course (laughs) (laughs) that uh (laughs) because i did put out you know into the world What do people want to ask you? So let's see if I can find these really important questions here.
1: From my co-host.
0: Let me do do this one first. Can you please ask how Tony is such a good host on Bobby's Cryptid Corner? How is it that he's just so knowledgeable about cryptids?
1: Because I have the best co-host in the world and i love all three of them
0: okay very good good answer i think that they'll appreciate that answer
1: they will and i'm gonna i'm gonna talk to brie about asking that
0: (laughs) okay well you ready for the other one yes this one's very very serious you ready
1: super serious
0: can you ask tony when he realized that he was in fact an alien
1: uh yeah i realized that when i had a dog who hurt her paw and i reached for her paw and i felt her pain in my chest oh so empath i feel pain of other things so not human Which is really funny because I, my military experience, I have been trained to do really bad things. So the fact that I feel other people's pain and the things that I can do, yeah.
0: Yeah, my dad, he's a kind of, I would say, nerdy kind of geeky person, if I have to be honest, right? Right. He's the reason I like sci-fi, Although, believe it or not, I never really got into UFOs till about a year ago. What? Um, yeah, I know, right? I liked those things, but I wasn't... I For me, it was always like, well, they're here, they're real. It's whatever. It's like talking about birds. Yeah. <laughs> they're here, they're real, well, whatever. Real. It's just like, that's just part of nature to me, yeah. right? But my dad, he, he's definitely one of those people who's like, yeah, I know how to kill something... Or, or rather, I could kill someone with anything in the room, <laughs> you know, because he was army also. <laughs> right. I got yeah, I got trained to you know use anything that's nearby.
1: So can I can I do something that I think might be funny?
0: Okay, what is that?
1: It's our uh, our current president and our previous president uh, announcing aliens exist.
0: Okay, so you're going to do an impression. I am.
1: I'm going to do two impressions.
0: Okay, good luck. Okay, yep. Everybody's going to hate me for this. Which one's first?
1: Um, The previous one.
0: Okay, so we got Trump first. Trump
1: first. Just make sure you direct all hate mail towards at bot, B-O-T-T, water on Twitter. All right, here we go. My fellow Americans, even the ones that don't like me, the mainstream media, you know who you are. You don't like me. You say nasty things. It's okay. I'm going to tell you something. First of all, really smart. Everybody tells me how smart I am. (laughs) NASA. NASA told me just this morning. Oh, my God. That there's aliens. I said, I know. I could have told you. I could have told you this long before. You didn't listen. The fake media said I was a lie. It's not true.
0: Fake news.
1: Fake news. My daughter, Ivanka, she will be our ambassador to the Borg. They say resistance is futile, but my doctor said I am full of resistance. I have the most resistant body. There's other people with resistant bodies. None are as good as mine.
0: Oh my god. Okay. So okay. there's aliens. Oh. Okay, that was good. I think okay, that so sounds that's about Trump. right too.
1: <laughs> now, I
0: can't true. get over what he said about Roswell, by the way. Oh, I know, right? Oh, There's such interesting things there. So much I I would consider, you know, so many things. I would
1: consider everything.
0: And then, you know, no explanation. Like this, I'm the most transparent president. Yes, something happened at Roswell. I'm not telling you what it is. Yes. (laughs) That's what he did. All right. So
1: I'm going to do Biden. (laughs) Okay. Just remember, people, it's a joke. My fellow Americans, I'm here to tell you about something that they told me. So listen. Back when Buzz Aldrin went into space, I was out there with him. <laughs> I went into space. We saw we saw the stars, and I knew we all knew listen i'm not joking this isn't a joke what i'm saying is real hold hold on they're telling me to just read the read the prompter okay um my fellow americans there are aliens we can we say that no we can't call them that anymore Oh, space. Okay, so there's aliens out there coming here to talk to us. Look, this is an opportunity. Listen, this isn't a joke. I'm telling the truth. Um. End of quote. Repeat the line. Because he reads everything.
0: Okay. Okay you know what the teleprompter
1: i teleprompter says
0: I my plan. biden
1: is not as good as my trump my trump is nope. really good i had Honestly, i used to have a really good obama but i haven't heard him talk for so long like the cadence
0: he did come out though we don't need an impression for him he did it yeah
1: he did it he did it himself
0: actually biden's one line about all of this was oh obama said that Ask him again. <laughs> like, that was all we got yeah. from Biden. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's always, it's so easy to do a Trump because all you have to do is say the most ridiculous stuff ever. Right. And just kind of slow your cadence down. So Trump, well, he just, I'm really good. Everything I say is good.
0: Yeah.
1: And you just have to pause between like every three or four words and like that's Trump.
0: Well, I mean, I'm not a hugely political person, but I am one of those people that has the dream that one day one of our presidents will come out and make an announcement. But I, I wonder at this point if it would be used as, a, you know, a, a wild card to save a presidency oh, yeah. or something crazy. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, by the way, here's some pictures of some Roswell aliens. Now vote for me. <laughs>
1: like i'm not so i'm not super political i make a lot of political jokes on my twitter and i'll rag on politicians just cuz i think it's hilarious cuz they say the dumbest stuff ever but like if if i was to do like kamala harris like uh announcing aliens she would be like so there's aliens and aliens come from space and they're extra terrestrial because extra means they're not normal they're extra and (laughs) you would just go on and say a bunch of words that don't mean anything and people take it with like when i do that the wrong way they're like oh my god he's so anti this he's anti that i'm like no i just see a bunch of morons with a bunch of money who got elected
0: well you know what i think like i said i i try to stay for away from the aliens are controversial enough, you know. So <laughs> I just I try to stay away from anything that's going to cause too many issues. I and think the again. I f- also I'm just kind of a low key person for the most part.
1: Right. I mean, I may
0: be uh, strong minded, but I don't feel like I uh, I am super inflammatory.
1: <laughs> well, how funny is it that aliens are less controversial than politics
0: nowadays? Yeah. Nowadays, it's well. It's it's it's, hilarious. It's a crazy, crazy, crazy environment.
1: It is like, and
0: it's scary. And I don't understand people (laughs) canceling each other.
1: I don't. I don't understand any of it. And I think. I think it's funny that, like, especially the UFO Twitter community kind of reflects that whole political community where if i will tweet something saying you know maybe bob lazar was right i will just get so much hate or if i go lou elizondo seems like a pretty cool dude i know if i say you know brendan fugle's a friend of mine and i talk to him and i think he's pretty legit well you don't know have you educated yourself and then, if I just go,
0: yeah,
1: well, maybe, you know, an octopus four billion years ago designed a spaceship and now they're visiting us. Oh, wow, dude, tell us more about that.
0: Yeah, I know. So, really, I think we're a very divisive community in that yeah. sense. Um, and we have certain hot topics <sighs> that, you know, honestly, one of the pages. Or I should say one of the sub pages on the UFO connector is all the different controversies. (laughs) And I probably could have just put everything under there, like eventually, you know. Oh yeah. Like Roswell, Bob Lazar, George. Birds
1: aren't real.
0: Well, I haven't done the bird thing. I just can't get into the bird thing. But they really do have fake drone birds now. (laughs) So that's a whole nother thing. But I'm saying, like, you know, I just I try to stay away from all that. It really doesn't help anything. <sighs> Going after other people's personal opinions isn't gonna help you learn. And sadly, right. trying to force your opinion on someone else has never changed their mind. Like no, people don't. Because I in psychology, it just makes people uh double down, actually. Yeah, it makes
1: them even more defensive and right. back up what they're which is why I always Which is why I take the humoristic approach to it. Right. And somebody will say something super serious and I'll make a joke and be like, dude, not the time. Shut up. Yes, it is. It's always the time for me to make a joke.
0: Well, I think a lot of us appreciate your humor and your efforts to be funny. I appreciated your impressions. And for anyone who is all cancel cancer, cancer culture-y, I appreciate that you did both sides of the political spectrum on that one. And yes. I think if people were paying attention to that, they would realize that you were being somewhat neutral in that sense. You were equally yeah. making fun of both sides. Uh, so I think that's <laughs> the right thing to do, right? But yes, I don't know. I appreciate it. And I know a lot of other people do. I know, um, you know, like Steph, who was on your show, yeah. And is now on Calling All Beings as a co-host. Um, mm-hmm. Who's all like, "Oh yeah, you get to talk to bottled water, yay!" You know. So, and of yeah. course, you have a lot of other supporters. Um, oh a yeah, lot of people and are I in love your Steph.
1: Steph's amazing. Right. She does. She does really good work. If if I would have kept on to the podcast in the way that it was, I would have brought Steph on because I had seriously considered that and I was like, I gotta do these investigations. There's just other things I have to do.
0: Yeah. I'm actually I'm doing some behind the scenes stuff too that everyone will find out about eventually.
1: Plus, I mean, I know how hard it is to do a schedule of every week doing a show and trying to find somebody and honestly it gets to the point to where sometimes you're just like this Person is repeating everything I've heard for the last ever.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But not to diminish anybody's shows, I love I love all the shows. Everybody right. who knows what I promote knows that I love those shows, and they know the people that I follow and the people that I talk to. When I talk to them, for a reason. And yeah,
0: yeah. I think I I uh, prefer to think of this show as being informative and thought-provoking but it's not a new show it's not a deep investigation it's just you know a chat with some coffee sometimes
1: yes (laughs) i only drink that in the morning so for those who can't so since none of you can see this i was drinking whiskey this whole episode
0: right (laughs)
1: But it's okay. I had a steak and I had a lot of vegetables.
0: Right, yeah. I was warned ahead of time that that might be the case via Twitter.
1: (laughs) Well, (laughs) Tuesday, which uh, the 26th, Bobby's Cryptid Corner, we do our drinking game. Oh, okay. Sounds
0: like good times.
1: Yeah, I'll have to buy more whiskey because now I'm
0: out. Okay, can you please let everyone know, besides bobby's cryptid corner where they can find you
1: um twitter at b-o-t-t water and that's where you can find all of my links my youtube is in there my spotify my all of it all of it's in there
0: okay find you via twitter at Mm -hmm. b-o-t-t water yes okay is there anything that you want to say before we close out one last statement uh, nah nah
1: nah i think we're good i think we covered everything like is is there anything we didn't cover
0: oh well, yeah there's plenty but
1: oh, i mean
0: yeah we, we have like 75 years some stuff to cover but you know yeah we scratched the surface
1: we did <laughs> it's a deep okay thing. well
0: so anyone who's listening take care thank you for listening this was Deb from Deb's Data Dojo part of the Calling All Beings podcast network if anyone wants to find me I'm at study of UAPs you can find me on Twitter LinkedIn I'm I'm on Instagram but I'm not a picture person obviously I'm always an avatar so (laughs) that doesn't do me much good but I'm on there And then, of course, um, Facebook as well. Oh, and ufoconnector.com. Awesome. So take care, everyone. And again, thank you for listening. And thank you, Tony. Well, thanks.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me on. This was great.